Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that he's enough. Hey, I'm Ann. And I'm Kendra, and you're listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. We are so glad to have you. For those of you that are new to the show, this is a show to encourage couples who are struggling with infertility or miscarriage, or maybe um, you're in the middle of an adoption, um, and God is building your family in a unique way, and we just want to come alongside you on your journey. I just want to read this verse um, from Psalms 27:14. It says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And we just want to um, encourage you as you wait on him um, to renew your mind, to focus on the goodness of the Lord, no matter what your story is. Um, we would love for you to connect with us. If you um, haven't before, please go check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can also email us at hannahsheart at afa.net. And um, all of these places are great resources where you can find a Additional information that we post, tips right. on um, for couples struggling with infertility, scriptures, verses, um, songs that have inspired and helped us on our journey. So go ahead and connect with us. That's right. That's right. So today we have on a super special guest to me, one of my sweet friends. And uh, we go back to eighth grade, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Long time ago. And um, she is very well known here at AFA because of her sweet daddy and her mother-in-law that work here. And uh, we um, are just honored to have you on the show today, Sadie. Thanks Thanks for for having me. Yes. So this is my friend Sadie, and she's just coming on today to share a little bit of her life here with us today. So um, I wouldn't say necessarily struggle with infertility. You have planned your life a little differently, and then Mm -hmm. you've walked through some struggles, though, that lots of women that listen to this show have definitely walked through. So um, I just really appreciate you coming on. It means a lot to me. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Um, so we always like to start out with like our guests talking about themselves just a little bit. So just tell us about you and hubby and puppies and all that. (laughs) So, um, I, Sadie Smith, married to Logan Ayers. Um, we've been married for five years in April of 2022 and, um, we have, uh, quite the animal situation at home (laughs) a little zoo yeah we do we've got um two golden regular size golden doodles and then we have a little baby that stays inside that's a little um half chihuahua half toy poodle so she's sweet but opal francis and hazel are our dogs (laughs) and then um we also have a few horses scattered around and um, just things of that nature. Some other so. stray dogs. Yeah, there's a couple barn cats. cats. <laughs> yeah, that's so. awesome. Okay. Um, we we do we love animals, but um, when you hear your dog names, I think of like the Golden Girls or uh, something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's well. Uh, our first two, one of them, Francis, was um, a chosen name, and then we adopted Hazel, and then when we got Opal, I was like, it has to be another old lady. <laughs> it, <does. laughs> it has to <laughs> be. old lady names yeah. for the dogs. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, 
we, um, like I said, we've been married five years this year, and um, we live in Tupelo, Mississippi, where we're both from. We um, both went to Ole Miss for undergrad and um, then got married. Is that where y'all met? Uh, no, actually, we no <laughs> go way back. <laughs> yeah, so we actually met when we were in elementary school. Oh my goodness! At church, yeah. So um, our families ended up at church in the same church in Tupelo, and uh, which was First Evan at the time. It's Hope Church now, mm. but um, we met there when we were doing. Um, like some sort of children's ministry with the we used to do these massive pageants at Christmas and oh, Easter, yeah. and so um, just lots of community in the church when mm-hmm. you get together and you're together for five straight days doing mm-hmm. all these things. Mm-hmm. And so um, Logan and I got to know each other one year um, during that pageant time, and then we you know just remained friends for a long time. And then um, his parents were actually going through um, some separation and mm. some issues and so my parents had been through a similar situation mm. and started mentoring his Aww. parents and so we just ended up being forced to be together <laughs> you know and uh so we just you know got to know each other a lot better that through that time and um we were together through high school and then we took a little break and then got married in 2017. Wow. So you watched your husband grow up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so crazy. did Anthony. <laughs> I remember seeing a video of my husband at 14 yeah. and thinking, it's probably good that I didn't see this before we got married. <laughs> you probably would have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he yeah. was a cutie, but yeah. man, <laughs> when you're a 14-year-old boy, you're a 14-year-old boy. Oh, right. You're right. Just different. Just yeah. different. Yeah. Oh, it's been fun to uh, mm. see him mature. That's um, awesome. And us kind of grow together. Yeah, I so. love it. <laughs> Literally yeah. grow up together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times, though, in y'all's pictures from younger days, y'all kind of could look like siblings there. For oh, very bit. much so. We were both um, light-haired, blue-eyed, mm-hmm. fair-skinned, <laughs> petite. You know, like we just... Tall we, people, though. Yeah. Yeah. So how long into your marriage was it before you got your first so when you going to have kids? Was it like day uh, one? Uh, before? Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We started getting those questions really early Immediately. on just because, I mean, I feel like, well, we live in Mississippi for yeah, one. That's, that's one. normal yes. question. That's how it works down here. Right. You um, literally get home from your, your oh, yeah. honeymoon and they're like, so? And you're like, Yeah, not wow. much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we... Um, yeah, I guess we had been together for so long that people just assumed that when we would get mm-hmm. married that we would automatically start a family. Right. So, right. but we um we definitely had a little bit of a different if you want to call it a plan, mm-hmm. but I don't know that it really was a plan. Mm-hmm. Um just an idea or thought process, mm-hmm. but um, what, what was that? So, um we I always said that if we decided to have kids that I wanted to be it I wanted it to be before I was 30. Okay. Because um, in vain, um, you know, didn't want to, everybody says it's harder to get, yes. you know, get back in shape and do what you need to do for yourself yeah. after 30. And so I just had that in my mind, which is crazy. Um, but as you know, somebody in their early twenties, mm-hmm. you know, that seems kind of like, okay, you that doesn't back really seem, fast. yeah. And you don't think that that's that, or you think that that's a really far in the distance, right? Right. right. But then it creeps up on you real quick. I'll be 30 next month. Is okay. That okay. Um, so, yeah, we were, um, we just really didn't have a, a strict plan, but mm-hmm. it but it was something that I thought was going to be in the distant future mm-hmm. um, versus something that I really wanted to do right away. And, um, you know, selfish reasons, you know, just wanting to travel, 
wanting to which is not selfish in my opinion i know opinion. <laughs> i know but i and somebody told me that the other day they were like i hate it when people say that it's selfish when you say that you don't want to have children right now because it's really selfless because <laughs> you're not mm-hmm. putting yourself in a position where you don't feel like you could parent well or that it would be difficult or struggle or whatever right. if you feel like it's not what your heart wants at that moment then maybe it's yeah. really not what you I need. think it's important you invite God into the process of whatever that decision is absolutely. you know that it's just right. like, absolutely and well, it looks and different for different people you mother other children literally mother other children oh, too sweet. so I mean, like, not selfish at all. She likes to travel. She likes to have fun. And if you're with Sadie, you're going to have fun, even if it's just (laughs) ordering food. That's literally (laughs) one of my favorite things to do with you. Well, it's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) When we go to restaurants that I've never been to before, probably, I just look at Sadie. I'm like, whatever you say. You know what I like. Just just order. (laughs) I love love to, um, to go to nice restaurants mm-hmm. you know it's like that that's my probably i would say top three hobbies mm-hmm. <laughs> so. and she's good at it Sweet. anyway it's fun well and H- hubby's thoughts on all of this was he on the same yeah, plane we were all you? on the same page okay. or both of us were on all, all of us no. um the dogs gonna, included Lori is not on the same page <laughs> no, <my mother. laughs> no um no she's very supportive but she she's ready for some grandbabies she would love to have a great baby i got you um but we, yeah, we were on the same page. We really just wanted to, we had both started our careers. And so we really wanted to be, you know, established and mm-hmm. do all the things that you say you want to do before you bring kids into the picture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I think that gives us a brief intro mm-hmm. intro of um, yours and Logan's story. So you married 2017, right? That's right. Okay. So after 2017, you're, y'all thoughts process was like we're gonna wait a little bit yeah mm-hmm. so but then what the because so in early 2018 I found out that I was pregnant and Surprise! yeah yeah <laughs> yeah her eyes got big right now and that's exactly <laughs> yeah so I um I was like this isn't you know this surely not like mm-hmm. that's that's cra- that's crazy that's this is just we just got married the other yeah. day you know <laughs> And so um, I took an at-home pregnancy test, and it was positive, and I was like, I don't believe it. And so <laughs> I called my friend, Olivia, and I said, can, she's a nurse, and I said, can you do some blood work on me? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> You're like, I need to know now. <laughs> so she tested me, and, t- and she was like, no, you were definitely pregnant. Wow. And I was like, okay, well, at first I was, which is crazy, and I feel kind of strange saying it on this show, but I was devastated. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know. Just change your plans. Yeah. Th- I mean, and I'm not necessarily a teetotal planner, but mm-hmm. like when I have an ideal, mm-hmm. I guess, is yes. probably more what it was. But I just thought it's so soon, you know, mm-hmm. like we haven't even gotten to do, I would say, I mean. 10% of the things that right. we talked about doing. Well, you hadn't even been married a year. No. I feel no. like that would send a lot of people. And I know this yeah. is a show mostly about infertility, and I know it is the complete opposite of, like, what you got pregnant so easily. But any time mm. I feel like our plan doesn't necessarily go as what we're picturing. Absolutely. Whether you're waiting or rather it came a lot sooner came than sooner, expecting, yeah. that sends us all on a whirlwind. You mm-hmm. know, like, what is this, God? Right. Do you know, what do mm. I do with this? Right. So that was where it was kind of, I mean, it wasn't kind of, it was a roller coaster because, you know, I um, found out I was pregnant, freaked out, <laughs> just was like all in my head about it, thinking, 
you know, what is this going to look like? Our house isn't big enough yet. Like our, we don't have the space that we need. We have just got really, you know, got going in our careers well enough that we felt, you know, like we were really making headway. And here we go with, you know, something that's just going to be a, you know, constant Mm -hmm. time, financial, all of the things. Mm -hmm. And so uh, um, I got my brain wrapped around it and we told my parents and Logan's mother and um, and then a couple of friends and um, once you tell the parents it's like I know. <laughs> yeah well we were we were actually it was right before our anniversary because we were Ooh. going on an we were going on a, a trip mm. we got married on an island in Mexico Fine. and was there it was beautiful and mm. um, so we were actually taking a anniversary trip back Fine. and it was with like our families like everybody was going and so I felt or we both felt Logan and I agreed that we needed to tell them because Mm. it was going to be kind of funny if I was there and acting weird or you know I'd already been sick and so Mm. felt like it was appropriate to tell them before we Mm -hmm. left and um so we get over that hurdle and I start like preparing Mm. you know mentally and Mm -hmm. we had already started looking at like cribs everything (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. I mean just because I was like okay we're doing it you know so we're gonna do it here we are (laughs) um and so you know I went from that really low low and then went to a high of Mm -hmm. trying to um God can quickly change your heart and go from (laughs) well and that's what I I felt like my heart had changed Mm -hmm. like I just was like okay she was mama Mm. yeah and um, so I go in. So Parkgate. I don't know if y'all are familiar mm. with Parkgate. It's a pregnancy I center mean, here right, in the area. Yes. I mean, obviously, it is. Um, but uh, we have. I'm a volunteer mm. there, and um, so I went in and did a little sonogram. And oh, we saw the heartbeat. Yeah, oh. Anne was there, oh. and um, that's such a powerful moment. Yeah, it was. It was the only time I ever mm. got to. Yeah. So um, I make you know. A, Obviously, from the beginning, made my doctor's appointment, Mm -hmm. got ready to do that, went in, and um, couldn't find heartbeat. Mm. And she was this would have been the next week. Uh, Yes, it was. It was the next week. Um, And so she said, "Well, it may be because of how far along you are. You Mm -hmm. know, like it's not far enough to be able to hear the heartbeat." Right. And I was like, "Mm, "That doesn't sound right because we heard the heartbeat before." Mm -hmm. You know. And so it was just one of those moments where you're kind of hopeful mm-hmm. but at the same time you try to be realistic mm-hmm. and you're like okay yeah if this is what it is it's not going to be good but right. i don't want to give myself a sense of false hope right so go home and you literally just have to wait mm-hmm. and i'm sure lots of mm-hmm. people who listen to the show have been in that same predicament where you just go home and sit and you're just like okay i won't know until Gosh, you know, that has to be madness in your mind. Yeah, it's it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also gives you the opportunity to let God take hold, you mm-hmm. know. And so um, did that and go back and um, she says, you know, no, you, you have had um, or you are miscarrying. Mm-hmm. And I had some, I had some weird a weird thing happened I guess it was I don't remember the time frame between when I went to the doctor the first time and then went back um but in between that time I had an episode I call it of severe abdominal pain Mm. that was just not normal yeah and um I had not 
bled or anything like that. So there wasn't any like physical indication mm-hmm. outside of my body, mm-hmm. but I had um, some severe abdominal pain to the point where um, I considered going to the emergency mm-hmm. room. And so after that passed, went back to the doctor, had miscarried, and um, my I had I didn't really have much of a choice but to uh, I mean I say that in my mind I didn't have much of a choice mm-hmm. um, because of where I was in the pregnancy it was um, she said it was best to do a DNC mm. and so went through that process so here we're all that don't know that are listening can you describe what a DNC is? yeah so um, a DNC is where um, really the embryo that is has in your in your womb at that point mm-hmm. um, is removed right. by a physician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it's a medical procedure that is um, um, just one of those it's necessary. That, for yeah, the exactly. It's, it's necessary when you have a miscarriage because it's right. not far enough along to your body to give birth. Right. Then if you're in that in between where mm-hmm. like your body may not pass it on its mm-hmm. own, but you're not far enough along to yeah. give birth. So you're kind of just in that like no man's land right. of where what to do. So now you've got the emotional trauma yeah. on top of like, hey, let's throw a not fun medical procedure. Right. Right. So, yeah, throw all that in together. And it really was just a little, like, I mean, it was just a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You know, you try to. You go from this sadness of, like, what's going on here? My plans are going to be changed to, okay, I'm on cloud nine because this is really happening and I'm going to get excited excited about it. And then you go back down again and then you have to have this procedure. And it just, you know, and that's also something that I dealt with residually was um, hormonal imbalances Mm. from all of that. For a long time. Yeah, like two years. Yeah. From after that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Just like crazy stuff um, that I'd never dealt with before. Well, pregnancy makes your hormones spike, (laughs) you know, and then now it's going to take a while for your body to re-regulate. Yeah. Well, and I think that anytime there's an interruption in in Mm. pregnancy, there's like Mm. hormones that aren't. They aren't really sure what to do. Right. Wow. Because it was like, this was our job. Yeah. And we're now supposed we don't to be doing this. this. Job. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You know, yeah. so, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of how Dr. Williams, mm-hmm. um, mine and Ann, share, I mean, Ann share, shared a physician before he retired, and um, he was a miracle worker. Mm-hmm. But we've um, had many people to email us and be like, I went to Dr. Williams. We yeah. love Dr. Williams. Mm-hmm. He doesn't work anymore. I know. I know. <laughs> it's so sad. Um, but, he helped me walk through that. Um, he was not my physician when I learned that I was pregnant. Mm. I had been seeing the same OBGYN in Tupelo for mm. years, just you know, since mm-hmm. I was like 18 or mm. however old I was when I first went as an adult. Um, but she, you know, did the procedure. And then mm. at that point, I felt like my, felt like my care was not at the level that it should have been. Mm. Um, not that anything was her fault or anything yeah. like that, but just like post all of this happening, um, I felt like there was just more, I needed more care. Mm. Um, and so I ended up going to Dr. Williams right. and he, he got me straightened out. He did. Mm. He did. There, cause there was a time even after that procedure, you were out of town. Yeah. Mm. So, um, in July, so that all ha- happened in April of 2018. And then in July, um, my husband and I were actually at a wedding, well, and a lot of our friends. We were at a friend's wedding in Seaside, Florida, and um, I was staying a couple extra days with friends. He had to get back to Tupelo for work after the wedding, and um, I was sitting at dinner 
at George's on 30A. And I'll never forget it. And I was sitting across just from my one girlfriend that was with me. And I just looked up and my, and like tears just started streaming down mm-hmm. my face. And she was like, because I don't normally get upset, which no. I mean, like that. And especially not at the drop of a hat. And she just was like, what is going on? Mm. <laughs> and I was like, I'm in so much pain right now. I mm. can't breathe. Mm. And I had um, my I had abdominal pain that was out of this world. And so she calls um, a physician friend of ours, and he's an OBGYN, and um, he said that we needed to go to the emergency room. So he told her, or she told him, you know, the series of events that had happened prior to mm-hmm. earlier in the year. And he said, you need to go to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. And so um, we go to the emergency room. And they give me all the drugs. So it's some sort of residual effect it from, that was not so, handled properly. Well, it's hard to say yeah. because people say, and Dr. Williams confirmed this, that when you have a DNC, it's very difficult for a physician to capture everything yeah, that's gotcha. in there. And so a lot of times mm. there are um, just follow-up procedures that are needed. Yeah, and so I ended up having something that had not been mm. gotten, and um, it was just causing massive pain because my body was trying to rid itself of it. Well, and you're trying to still emotionally heal from all of this, so to have residual procedures yeah, just through that again. Yeah. yeah. Well, what tell us about what's going on in your heart during all of this. This is your body, but what's going on between yeah. your relationship with God right now? So I think at that time, um, I just it was like I wanted to be busy. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to, like... Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say that that's probably my a big fault that I have mm-hmm. is that when something is... Um, when I don't feel like I can fix it, I just mm-hmm. am like, I want to walk away. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to be there anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, mm-hmm. if it's something that I can fix, I want to fix it. Um, but I think that that's something that I struggle with, and mm. I struggled with that during this time. So I really had to look to the Lord for strength. And Logan was super supportive and um, very much, uh, you know, kept me grounded and kept me from just getting goofy. Right. You know? Did it? Ta- was there a certain point in in the last several years where you really kind of dealt with the grief over it? So I actually started counseling a couple weeks ago mm. um, for various things, um, but I think that it's good for everybody. And I don't mm-hmm, have okay. one thing at this moment in time that is like weighing me down by any means. But things that build up. That's mm-hmm. right. So you know, I have that all happened. I had several, my dad passed away, mm. my grandmother passed away, you know, and mm. we just had a lot that went on over the last four years that I felt like was, it was time for me to mm. hash it out. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have really enjoyed it so far. I'm only on, I've only done two sessions, but, um, I think it's been really healthy for me. And, um, he comes from a Christian perspective, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I. um, have I don't think that I have necessarily pushed all the emotion away through the four years, but I just have not dealt with it probably in the mm-hmm. most healthy way. Mm-hmm. And so I um, have tried to analyze and figure out how to do that, and I think I just needed a little bit mm-hmm. of extra help. You know, there's a lot of people that think that as a Christian we shouldn't go get counseling because, like, God's enough, you know. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who has that perspective? So I, I think that um, God is always enough, period, mm-hmm. end of story, but— we are human. 
Mm-hmm. And we don't see things from the same perspective mm-hmm. as, as everyone else mm-hmm. around Amen. you. And a lot of times it takes somebody else opening a door in your mind and in your heart to be able to let God in to mm-hmm. show you what he can do in that space. Amen. Yeah. And so a lot of times we, I think, just kind of think, well, I'm looking to the Lord and I'm looking for him, looking to him for, gui- for guidance and strength and all the things. But... We're really not. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't actually opened up everything and it takes somebody sometimes digging into us yeah. a little well, bit. And somebody even like out of the picture. Totally out of the picture is great, I think. Yeah. And mental health is something that I think Christians, we, we take care of our physical health, but we, mm-hmm. we put mental health into this completely different category yeah. Yeah. when we really shouldn't. God has equipped people, godly Christian counselors, yeah. to be able to help you on that journey. And we yep. would be foolish to think that we're, you know, we don't yeah. need Well, assistance. I think that it's, I mean, just like saying that um, God can heal me of this mm-hmm. cancer, so mm-hmm. I'm just not going to go see the oncologist. You know, <laughs> right? I mean, right. he can absolutely heal you, and 100. percent But he's also equipped that oncologist to give mm-hmm. and given him the resources or her the resources right. to help you. Amen. So I think that I think mental that's illness a great is great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mental illness is something that I know that's not what even what we're here to talk about, but um, that's something that's that, a huge part of it for a lot of couples. Well, it is, and just the emotional mm-hmm. baggage that goes along with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, with infertility and miscarrying mm-hmm. and all that um, can really put a strain on your mental health. Right. So, Sadie, thank you for sharing that part of your story. I think a lot of people listening needed to hear mm-hmm. that, that it is okay to reach out for help. And and this has been how many years since your miscarriage? It has been four years. And and so if, if it's been in your deep past, but it's not healed, bring it to Jesus and That's let right. him heal it. That's right. Thank you so much, Sadie. Yeah. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to Hannah's Heart, and we'll see you back next week.